Oh, Bruce is 50 degrees out and my heat's on. Oh, nice. So let's get this episode over with so I can open my windows. <laughs> you can call me Heath because I drove down. I drove home with the windows down. So I am windswept. Uh. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. <laughs> I'm Heath. Um, welcome back. I am Scrubland. To... <laughs> I'm I'm Badland. No, I'm Scrubland. Um, In French, uh, I have. I'll, I'll just I'll just throw this out there. I have a French. Please explain your. Talk. I have a French dual land, and it turns out a French dual land is spelled B R O U S S E, which is pretty close to Bruce. So it turns out. In French, if you want to describe a scrub, you just say Bruce. So, therefore, I am a scrubland. In much in the same huh. way, you are a windswept heath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you if you translate windswept teeth into uh, pig Latin, you get uh, Andy. Um, All right. We've managed to completely derail the start. <laughs> well... You know that we're we're uh, that's just how it's going to be. Because, Our openings uh, are not optimized, but they sure are fun. I have hand soap all over my hands. It's as if I didn't rinse it off. It's as though you used hand soap. Yeah, this isn't a gag. I just literally have. I don't <laughs> understand. Um, <laughs> uh, this season we've been talking about sixty card casual, how to build decks. Uh, how cool it is! How how much cooler it is than Commander! <clears throat> and uh, we spotlighted your uh, amazing Cat Rat deck. Yes. We spotlighted a new deck uh, that is a work in progress, I'd say. I, uh, of mine. Looking good. Looking good. Uh, we, we I guess we took a, a slight break for some some cool green sorceries, <laughs> uh, but overall we've been talking about uh, the general idea of deck building. Uh, within the 60 card casual kitchen table type meta right um, so uh, we, we kind of wanted to uh, look look toward uh, we've talked about where we get our ideas but uh, let's talk about what what I don't I don't even know how to describe this topic today Bruce you you tell me easy so <clears throat> our friend Kyle hey Kyle our friend Kyle, um, hi Kyle, had a uh, had a question for us on Twitter recently, and he had had he is a friend who played Magic a long time ago, who discovered that Kyle was playing Magic and wants to play with him. Unfortunately, the only deck that the friend has is a sixty card deck, that's a samurai theme deck. So he knows that we play sixty card, and he was like, "How do I build the deck, or what kind of a deck should I build?" and that got me thinking, it got Andy thinking, and we thought, you know, that seems like a real good topic. So what we're looking at is how to build a 60 card deck. Um, and you're gonna find that most of the options, when we were thinking about this, we were definitely thinking about it with the commander player in mind. Um, 
Mm-hmm. The idea was that most of us know no commander decks. Um, so it's how do you take the knowledge that you have from your commander deck and apply it so that you can build the 60 card deck. So, um, I mean, in previous episodes, I'm not going to go into the basics. We're not going to go into, you know, porting a 40 land, uh, 40 lands to 24 or anything like that. We're talking about just the ideas, uh, the ideas behind the deck building less, you know, this show is not going to be about, um, how many lands are in the deck. It's going to be about how to get there in the first place. We're going to talk about the different styles of, of 60 card decks that we think are, are fun and exciting. And, you know, and we'll give you some, you know, some, some suggestions for, you know, roads you might not want to go down and we'll just sort of, uh, sort of take it from there. So thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. This is, uh, this is much more uh, a balance between uh, practical deck building and theoretical deck building. I don't... I don't yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess that's the best way to describe it's like it. like theory it, meets like meets practice, you know. Right, it's like, or, how, uh, do you, how do you come up with the idea right. for your deck but still, as opposed to the, the, the practical uh, yeah. requirements for, for a 60-card deck? So, so Bruce came up with a cool list uh, that he sent to me while I was on my lunch break today, and I read over it, and I was like, this is a great idea. So, uh, writing credit goes to Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, 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 you're gonna, uh, you're gonna, it's gonna pay out dividends on uh, the the royalties of this episode. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm taking a hundred percent on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I. Uh, from our perspective, uh, the very first thing that you can think of to, uh, if you're looking to build a deck, a 60-card deck, is to think about it uh, in the style of Commander. Bruce, you have written here, building around a single card, whether it's a legendary or whatever, um, that is kind of the ultimate idea behind building a Commander deck. Uh, so building a 60-card deck around a single card, very similar. Uh, you can load in four copies, or three, if yes. it has a high mana value. Uh, then add in a ton of cards that interact with it. Now, I will uh, say, this is a style of 60-card of deck building that I used way before Commander ever existed. So obviously I didn't call it this, but it was very much the idea of, you know, I was looking at my collection and I had four copies of a card and thought, right. I really want to build around this card, so what can I do? So... This isn't, you know, when we say building around the same card, I'm not saying you need to find a legendary creature and build a commander deck using that. This is, you get free reign. Uh, I mean, one of the first ones I did, uh, I had four copies of Sacred Mesa. Now, for those that don't know, uh, this is a three mana, uh, three mana white enchantment that reads that, that where you can spend one in a white and you create a one, one flying Pegasus token. Mm-hmm. Or a one-one Pegasus token with flying. Yeah. <clears throat> the problem is that on your upkeep, you have to sacrifice a Pegasus token, and if you can't, you have to sacrifice the the art of the enchantment itself. You know, there's all kinds of restrictions with this. Whatever. In the end, I thought this would be a cool card to build around, um, and I had three of them, so I thought I will build the deck around this. So I looked at. This was a long time ago, so I picked. Um, I, I threw in Crusade because I wanted my my white Pegasi tokens to be a little bigger, and I picked um, 
you know, just a handful of a handful of ways to sort of protect the enchantment. Uh, I put in some put in some cards that gave me more mana so that I could activate the card more effectively. And then at another point, I added black to it because if I was sacrificing a creature on each of my upkeeps, just adding black allowed me to then turn around and gain a life or lose and have everybody else lose a life and all kinds of right. other little shenanigans. I mean, but that's sort of where it started. And yeah. for me, initially, it was a case of I oftentimes didn't have four copies of a card. So I would build it around this one card that I did have a lot of copies of and then build it what turned into commander style because it was mostly multiple copies of that one card and then singles or sometimes right. two copies of another card. I think it's definitely like the the most, I mean, I haven't done any studies on this, but I think it's probably the most like common way people start building decks. Uh, they're like, I want to use this card. So they put a deck into it or put it into a deck. Right. Like they build the deck based around wanting to play whatever card. Sacred Mesa, sure. Yeah. You know what, Bruce? Have at it. A lot uh, of times this a lot of times these decks are essentially a cultivated uh, kitchen sink deck. And by kitchen yeah. sink I mean you have a small collection, you throw all your cards in there, and then you start picking out some, and you just start whittling it down till you get down to the sixty that you think makes the best deck. So yeah, yeah I mean these are not Okay, I'm going to say these are not overpowered decks, but that's basically true of just about every type of deck <laughs> we're going to talk about. Um, the whole point is that they aren't overpowered. Uh, that's right. That, that's something you're going to see as a theme all the way through this. 60-card decks are easy to make overpowered. So you do you really want to be conscious that you're not building something that's going to be miserable for your opponents to play against. Yeah, and I, I think this kind of speaks to how we build decks and how we play, but you're not looking to to win. Like, it's, I mean, like, sure, like, you'll play and you'll win and you'll like it and you'll like you'll want to win, like, in the moment, but, like, building these decks, especially any of the ones we're going to talk about today, um, they're not, they're not optimized. Um, whether they're fun or not is also a completely different question, but... Uh, it's it's to get you at the table. It's a it's to get you playing the game that you love. Um, right. Somebody else wants to play with you, and you <clears throat> want to build a deck so that you can, uh, without making them feel bad, without making you feel bad, um, whatever. Uh, it's literally to have a usable pile of cards, uh, right. and this kind of gives it focus and makes you look at like okay i have this what can i put in this to make it work to make it do deck uh and it it kind of always comes back to if it's good enough to let to sit down at the table to draw i don't know a handful of cards and some of them be lands and some of them be spells that you can play then it's a deck um so like this is kind of giving that life to this exercise right that's what i always try to keep in mind when i when i'm like all right i've got 24 lands what do i fill out the rest with it's it's these thoughts of i just want to be able to sit down draw seven play a land 
pass the turn right uh, and then hopefully play a card like play a spell next time and so on and so forth sure um now i mean an example of this like i just talked yeah. about sacred mesa but a more recent example that we've talked about on the on the podcast is lord is our lord tressorhorn deck oh yeah we each have them and you know they're they're significant i think they're significantly different but they're both themed around you know multiple copies of lord tressorhorn and getting getting him into play and and then going from there so yeah and it's you know and then you make it work with you know with, with cards around it and that's just yeah. the whole you know that's why i that's why we're sort of deeming this a commander style of deck You're, right like you know. any grixis deck can have a lord of tressorhorn in it yeah but like to be able to call it a lord of tressorhorn deck there's certain things that you're probably going to look for and um yeah, to have to build a deck around a certain card like Lord of Tressorhorn. Yeah. We literally like like when we came up with that theme for that episode, we were like, "All right, we're going to build a Lord of Tressorhorn deck." Um and that was like the guidelines. Right. And that's what we took going forward. Yeah. Uh, it just And now sense. I have one. There we go. And uh, I've updated mine or at least tried to. <laughs> so, um Andy, you want to go? You want to? You want to do the second one? Sure. Um, if I can find it again, there we go. Um, so uh, the the next one, uh, or our, our next kind of uh, nebulous topic, is uh, building a deck around uh, Commander Legends. Uh, so this is kind of what I did with the deck that I've been building over this the course of the past eight episodes. Um, if you're lucky enough to draft Commander Legends, you'll be building a 60-card Commander deck. Like, that's just how that format works. So if you have a 60-card if you have a 60-card Commander deck from Commander Legends, uh, uh, wow, you already have a 60-card deck. Um, now you can take that beyond just that experience and look, look at it and go, all right, it's built around this one card. You can literally flip over the Commander, shuffle it up, and now you can use it in whatever 60-card format you want. I mean, casual format. Like right. Whatever <laughs> table. Um, so, like, you can go from that to beyond that, whether it's like, oh, like, I want to swap in, you know, a couple more copies of, for instance, Nadir. Uh, yeah. Or whatever card <clears throat> works well with any multiplayer format. Right. Um, and another Which option, is why I love Commander Legends. Right, and another option is mm-hmm. at the end of that at the end of that Commander Commander Legends draft, you've got all mm-hmm. these cards. <clears throat> now, by the end, you've probably already worked out who your commander is going to be, and there were probably going to be a number of cards you're going to flick to the side because before you knew who your commander was, you put your you you reached into some colors, and now you there's no way to even use those cards. Well. You could just take those cards and replace them with cards you could use. Mm-hmm. And it's going to up the power level on your deck a little bit because you're going to have more options. But it still it creates the 60-card deck under a limitation of this tiny group of cards. Um, and I, I love the idea. I love that idea. It, because you know, the, the danger of a two-card com- the danger of a two-card infinite combo is virtually gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the odds of you managed to pull uh, pulling that off are slim to none. Um, you're you're getting away from the focus that a lot of people have on that four copies of a card, 
because this is draft. So yeah, maybe you do have four copies of a card. Maybe you even got more than four copies of a card, but uh, but odds are the cards that you have multiple copies of are not super powerful. Right. So so you know your deck may may warp and run with those cards, but they're not likely going to be the card that everybody then looks in the, looks around the table and goes, oh, I can't believe it. No, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got four copies of, uh, I don't know, uh, a way to a way to get rid of artifacts. Right. It's handy. It's going to be consistent. But got it's a couple not, spectral searchlights or something. Right, but like, it's not going to be game breaking. It's it just you know it, it it creates a level of consistency in a deck while keeping it relatively low powered, and I really like that idea. Yeah, I think too. Like with that, it is a different. It takes away some of the hard part of building a deck where um it does a few things one during the draft format or during the draft like you're you know considering some cards considering some other cards choosing some passing some whatever um so like you're not stuck with this indecision of like all right i need four copies of and um the the nice thing is is that because you have a few copy like at most two or three copies of some cards uh, because the commander legends pool is so big uh, you do get that that feeling of playing commander even if you're not like you flipped over your commander shuffled it in and now you've got a 60 card deck so you've got that essence of a commander game but it's 60 cards right um and uh, so it's it's taken out the hard part of choosing cards, but it's also taken out the hard part of like finding synergies. Like yeah. uh, the, I mean, this goes into our next topic, but it, it like any draft format uh, is what's the word curated enough that the synergies will come out in the draft itself because the set was built nope was built to do that like right. it was built to go for certain <clears throat> lanes and drafting or cubing or whatever you do right. to get that 60 card deck it it's there um yeah so like i mean bringing that outside of that limited format makes it so that you have a deck going forward. Right. And along those lines, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess Brawl sort of fits in with this as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I know there were a number of pre-constructed Brawl decks. I don't, I'm sure they're not doing that anymore. Um, but That's the other thing, too, is that there are a number of 60-card pre-constructed decks that either Wizards themselves yeah. put out, but like also uh, net decking. Yeah. If you if you know somebody uh, online or in person that makes real fun decks to play against or play, period, um, ask them for a list. Find their lists. Uh, go to their Architect, go to their Moxfield, whatever. <clears throat> Find their lists, buy them, switch them out with some car cards if you want yeah. or whatever. There's no, there's no shame in that. They would no. love it. Uh, no, I mean, I mentioned Brawl mostly because the issue that people had with Brawl was that they were creating cards that were going to go in Commander decks that were way too <laughs> powerful for Commander decks. 
because yeah. the commander deck didn't have the limitation on the cards that the brawl decks did. Yeah. So if you turn around and take one of these, pre- say, Chulane, mm. like, we we know Chulane's kind of a monster in EDH, but if you t- put Chulane in Brawl, it's still tough, but a lot easier. Now take that same right. deck, drop Chulane into the 60, shuffle it up. Well, now things get even... It, it, it becomes even more fair uh, to run that way. And you can certainly right, mess around. because you don't have them... You know, yeah. at your beck and call, right? And you can certainly mess around with these with these decks because, if nothing else, it gives you a basis to start from, and then you can decide. You know, do I want to clean up the mana base? Do I want to make it? Do I want to make it worse? Do I want to make it better? Do I want? You know, what other cards would I want to change out? And you can, uh, you know, you can certainly tailor it to what you want because obviously the brawls are all one ofs. Maybe you want to have a couple of two or three three copies of a card in there, if yeah, know, just because it's your pet card or. You know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So. And, like, I I keep thinking about, uh, <clears throat> you know, like, people pe- people have decks uh, that they love. People have deck lists that, like, they, like, if you go to any casual magic whatever uh, and you don't have any decks... Feel free to ask somebody. They will gladly lend you one. Uh, but if you're looking for your own deck, the, the same rule applies. Be like, hey, can I see your deck list? I would love to, like, you know, fool around with it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like like we were just talking about, pre, like, pre-constructed decks are a solid, solid thing. Like, uh, we've, we've seen pre-con decks, especially in the EDH realm, like, become more and more optimized right some sometimes overpowered whatever different topic for a different day yeah but there are ways that you can power it down there are ways you can make it more optimized whatever um and the same kind of goes with 60 card decks i mean we've got the pioneer decks coming out this year we've got you know all the challenger decks from the previous years but then you also have like starter decks whether it's the free ones from any LGS or the uh, like the Planeswalker decks, like that line of things, where it's like each set they put out a different, like two or three different sixty card decks that are meant for bringing in new players, but they're still like there's there's going to be certain things about those decks that hook players, so like buying them to then swap out a few cards to make your own right is literally what they're made for um and uh it's it's uh, my, like my first my first 60 card deck was uh is from rivals of ixalan it was the the mono black vraska deck um and now vraska is a six mana mono black planeswalker uh, that does some cool things if she's left alone. Overall, not very powerful. Now you got one one copy in there. Now and then two cards that tutor her from the deck, right. and it's like sure, all right. It's rather than having three copies of her, you get one and two tutors that tutor for specifically that card. 
Um, now, you can obviously look at that deck and be like, oh, I'll take those tutors out, I'll put two more in, or whatever. Keep the tutors in and have three total, like, to put in more copies and, you know, different things to change up the precon. Right. Um, but they're, like, a great place to start. Yeah. Uh, I guess this one's real quick. It kind of brings the past three topics all together. Yeah. Um, whether you're drafting, whether it's Commander Legends or whether it's uh, building around a specific card, um, which I mean, to an extent, that's what drafting is as well. Is like you find a card and you're like, oh shit, like this is this is the card that's going to make this deck go go. Uh, but uh, if you're ever stuck, uh, Shivenbot on Twitter uh, does a daily Scryfall random. And, I mean, you can use those as inspirations, yeah. or you can go on Scryfall yourself, press the random button, and be like, hmm, maybe not this card, but this gives me an idea, etc. Uh, there are plenty of ways, if you're stuck, uh, coming up with ideas. Um, and we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, you mentioned it, because I'm too dumb to learn. Um, <laughs> writing it down. Uh, I... Since that episode, I still have not written down a single idea that I've had for a deck. And honestly, it's probably for the best because I would be building it. And I have two new commander decks within the past couple months and I need to slow down. Uh, but it's putting my collection to good use, so that's nice. Excellent. Um, I feel like I've gotten a little off topic. So we're going to reel it in. I'm going to throw it to break. And when we come back... We'll be on topic. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by unicorns. Pegasus? Pegasi. Pegasus. There we go. It's brought to you by Pegasus. <laughs> Multiple Pegasuses. Uh... Does it make unicorns or pegasus? It makes pegasus. Why pegasus. did I say unicorns? I don't know. Pe pegasi are uh, vastly more uh, useful than when you probably built that deck. Uh, all the way from the mesa itself. Uh, pegasus. Pegasus. Flying, flying pegasus. 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 A storm flying. of pegasus. A storm of Pegasus. Yeah, a storm Pegas herd. Pegasus. A storm a herd storm. of Pegasi. Of course I heard of Pegasi. <laughs> now back to you. Oh, I think we're back on topic. Yeah, um, yeah that, that brought us back. <laughs> combo. We both play Combo. We're both known Combo players. All right, all right, all right. like here. to play two cards and win the game. So, okay, so obviously I'm not a fan of two-card infinite combos. Now, two-card combos, however, uh, that don't necessarily win you the game, but provide some cool synergy and do mm. and, and set you up to do funky stuff, yeah. I'm all about that. So, oh, yeah. I would, if, I would classify that more along the spectrum of, of synergy than... Yeah, but there's, you know, there's, there's, 
what's the word? Nuance there. Yeah, um, different people use different terms to mean different things. Just to be clear, we are not talking about two-card infinite combos here. Um, nay. You, you, you really <laughs> want to stay away from that. I, it just with, with, four, with the ability to put four copies of a card in, that's very easy to do in 60-card casual. And yeah. I, I just I don't recommend it. I don't think your games are going to be as much fun that way. Um, yeah, you'll I get appro- bored of it right. rather fast. Well, that's, that's the real issue, I think. Um, even people who who like that kind of a, that that style of deck, um, there, there's not a lot of challenge here to do that. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's just four cards of each, a few tutors, and it, you're going to get there. Uh, it's then your opponents are just going to be forced to have to sit with counters and try and yeah. work that. No, what we're talking about here is essentially you're you're building the deck around this combo. So in other words, take that commander style deck you had. But instead of one card, now it's two, and they have to work together to make that happen. Um, yeah. So it doesn't happen in every game, because I'm also not including ways to find these cards. <laughs> I want consistency. I don't want perfection. Um, so you put this, you you build this combo, and then run from there. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the best way to explain this is uh, I have a sixty-card deck uh, that's built around Pure and Toothy. Um, so what ends up happening with the deck is I get either Peer or Toothy onto the battlefield. And then it says that I'm allowed to go and find the other one in my library. So I pick up my library and find the other one because I have three copies of Toothy and four copies of Peer in the deck. Mm-hmm. And then I play that other one, which then allows me to go find the other one. So I go and find that one and don't play that one because now I've got one copy of each. And I let Peer and Toothy do their thing. So Toothy gets bigger, Peer adds more counters, and then eventually Toothy dies. And when Toothy dies, you get to draw a whole bunch of cards. And that's sort of the way the deck runs. <clears throat> and obviously Toothy's getting very big, so at some point you just start slamming Toothy out there, almost hoping to see him die, because you want to <laughs> draw the cards. But the way this deck works is then you next you play another Toothy. And then the commander rule kicks in, and the Toothy with all the tokens on it dies, and you get to draw that many cards. And because you're drawing that many cards with the other Toothy out, you get a plus and plus one counter up for every card you draw. So that's how that sort of runs. Now, yeah. the co- that combo in and of itself isn't going to win games. It, it's just going to no. replace yeah. one card with another card. It, it doesn't win you the game, but it draws you a whole bunch of cards, and it allows you, the rest of your deck to really do fun and interesting things and when you already got a creature that you know is going to get a bunch of plus and plus counters on it you've got a creature that add that that adds a counter when when that happens you build your deck around that and besides it's blue and green how hard is this going to be right I mean, <laughs> it, it, we are talking about you know it's like it, we're, this is casual play blue and green i mean we're going to draw cards and play big creatures and do big stuff yeah um and it, you know starting at 20 life it doesn't take very much to end up yes exactly making an impact not even necessarily winning the game just making an impact right but that's the sort of combo that i'm looking at so a lot of times yeah. you'll be flipping through your cards and say oh isn't this great when this card works so well with this card yes now sometimes it's you know wow how great you know when i gain a life here it lets me do something else here and maybe that in and of itself is just not enough 
but you can yeah. do you can take that and evolve it and stretch it into something that's a, little, a lot more powerful and you can build the rest of your deck around that idea so this deck does this really cool thing and it's not necessarily overpowering but you know if your opponents let it get out of control you will win games um, but that's sort of the idea that I'm thinking of with, uh, with the yeah. idea of the, the combo deck. Um, yeah. And I think um, to kind of... Uh, I, I, th- I think it kind of uh, does really well because, I mean, with your Pear and Toothy deck, obviously Pear and Toothy come from the same set. Um, if you're struggling yeah. with this concept, if you're struggling with this idea of, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, like, I want to build around a couple of cards... <clears throat> It's easy to look at specific sets uh, because sets, again, are built to work together uh, or even certain standard environments. So, like, looking at, you know, Nukapena and uh, Kamigawa, Neon Dynasty, mm-hmm. looking at cards within those, those pools will bring you to certain synergies and combos that are either overpowered or kind of just cool like um there are a lot of uh there are a lot of artifact uh matters things within neon dynasty and even looking backward beyond that you know you've got uh afr which creates a lot of treasures like that is like the thing that that set does um or even further back uh it's kind of why currently uh in the competitive environment uh something that wasn't seen before uh the rune cycle in uh in call time uh is starting to really see play in competitive formats because of the enchantment matters type stuff from neon dynasty um right and so like looking at certain standard environments will help you uh, find those certain synergies, find those certain combos that, uh, whether it's competitive or not, might be just cool little things. Like, for instance, in my Nadir deck, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, the Oni Cult Anvil and any sort of treasure maker. Uh, so they kind of bounce off each other, you get, uh, more and more value. Um, and that kind of brings us into our last piece of themes. Whether it's, you know, like, oh, I want to build a Kamigawa deck. Or I want to build a Samurai deck. Or, uh, you know, more uh, simple, oh, I want to build a Dragon deck. Yeah. Um, building, having that idea of, like, the general theme of a deck, whether it's creature-based or... Um, Sure, it could be even uh, the- just whatever your theme. I mean, if you want yeah. to build a persist deck, so yeah. that, you know, overwhelming number of cards have persist on them. Yeah. yeah, so you've got, you know, you've got themes like creatures, you've got themes like like planes, you've got mechanic-based themes. Um, you've got more, I mean, you have a few here written down that are just more intriguing or uh, yeah. maybe a little harder to build around, but come with this fun story of like, oh, like I built it because this. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, the the part part of the reason I want I, I wanted to mention the theme theme deck because I mean commander players have been building theme decks since commander existed. This allows you to build a lot of the theme decks that just 
don't have enough cards otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, if you've got, you, you can build around uh, a theme without having, feeling like you need to use changelings. If you've got like a, a much smaller, uh, you know, a much smaller creature type that you want to build around. Right. Um, if you have, uh, uh, well, like I mean, I said persist. You can, with only 60 cards, you're only looking at 36 cards and finding 36 cards that have persist or give persist or, or do something that really works well with the persist mechanic is not hard, especially when you can put multiple copies of a card in right. the deck. So yeah. your theme really is, it, it, it's like a, it can be a blinding light. It is just so apparent to anybody who plays plays your who plays with your deck or against it that this is the theme. There's no <laughs> doubting it. Uh, yeah, so, I think so. that I think that kind of too like made, just made me think of you know all of those decks that I didn't ever write down because I've just been like oh like there's not enough support for that. Yeah, I can probably make it into a sixty card deck easy. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, or you know. If you have an idea and you're like, oh, I wish this thing had this color, you're not bound by color identity in 60 card. Right. Um, so, like, these themes that seem very niche aren't necessarily as niche because you can have this, mm -hmm. uh, the, the redundancy of, of your cards. Like, you can have two, three, four copies of every card. Um, which means that your theme isn't as unlikely as it would be in a hundred card singleton format. Right. Uh, yeah. I, so I, go I, wild. <laughs> yes. And you know, this is not an opportunity to build a tuned up goblin deck. You don't want, you know, what would be the point in that picking out the right. absolute best goblins and put the, putting them in your 60 card deck and saying, look, now I don't have to play with all the other yucky goblins that I have to play with. <laughs> In a commander deck, it's like, what are you insane? No, this is this is this is when you go. Uh, you know, this is your opportunity to play your turtle deck. This is an opportunity to 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 try something that's a little bizarre. I mean, I have a sixty card deck that is a goblin theme deck, but it also doesn't. You, but I make an effort to make sure that there's never more than four goblins on the battlefield at one time, right? Because that's how that deck works. It doesn't. It does. It isn't there to churn out a massive number of goblins and then sack them all or just, or swing with all of them. It it's much more of a recursive engine that happens to use goblins, and it it works because I've got you know four copies of a couple of cards and there's very much a a theme set up to that. You know, it's with six, with a sixty card deck, you can really really push the restriction aspect of restriction breeds creativity because like i said you're looking at 36 cards there's just yeah. not that many and i think too like like it's it's an interesting conundrum because like oh well like even if your theme still doesn't have enough to fill out that 36 cards you can you know then fill it out with certain things like ramp and destruction and mm -hmm. removal that's the word right. not destruction um but also like the inverse happens where it's like well oh like oh i didn't put in any removal or anything and it's like well it's a casual game like you don't necessarily need it you're playing a four-player game other pi people might have it don't solely rely on that but if it is 
in if it's in in if it's in service to the theme then i mean you'll you'll quickly realize uh if you don't have enough removal um if you don't have enough removal it's not necessarily the end of the world um and i don't i don't want to like I don't want to go encouraging all of our listeners like, oh, take out all your removal. Yeah. <laughs> but like, definitely think more about like, oh, like this, putting in this murder, for instance, uh, will greatly negatively affect the theme. Like, it'll take away like, oh, well, like this piece that really kind of would have been perfect. Um but I need to put in removal. Like, right. like lean on, lean on the theme. Definitely. Um, so Andy, I think the last one we've got mm-hmm. of, of the, how to build is the draft deck on steroids. Yes. And this is, this is one of my fun ones. Um, I know that I've said draft deck on steroids because quite often what happens You'll, you'll get to play a draft. You'll like some of the an interaction that happens in the draft. Mm. And then you'll look to build a 60-card deck around that interaction. Now, automatically, there's a good chance that interaction isn't super powerful. But that's where you got the idea. Uh, right. This kind of goes for any kind of sealed, really. Or yeah. any kind of uh, limited. Where right. Because, yeah. Pre, pre, or, uh, where pre-release decks kind of are the same idea. That's exactly what I was thinking of, um, because I don't tend to do a lot of drafts. I do way more pre-release, pre-release setups. So you think about in- fun combinations of cards, interesting ideas, because uh, I mean, at that point, you're usually dealing. Well, you are. You're dealing with a single set, and you are trying. You know, sometimes your your deck is there trying to take advantage of whatever the uh, the mechanic is for that particular set mm-hmm. and you're doing you know and it works out really well or or which is likely what happened because that's why you got excited about it in the first place or at least you saw the you saw you know possibilities with how this worked and you really want to see you know see that take the next step so you take your 40 card deck and you know pull out a, pull out some of the chaff and bump it back bump it up to 60 cards by adding in you know, more cards that'll make that the play that you think is exciting you know, more right. likely to, to happen, and uh, as well as you know, just bumping up your land and mana base and all the rest. So, yeah, and I think like it 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 surprised me honestly uh, how many times through this episode I've been like I I've been thinking to myself like oh like these all flow together the all of these ideas. Um, branch off into each other and then also are branches of each other like it all stems from this idea of if you see a card or an interaction remember that right take that into mind when building the deck and your deck may not resemble that card or interaction at all at the end but it's a good starting place it's a good uh thing to keep in mind in terms of like oh i had fun with those cards i had fun with this interaction uh, like it it created a good story it created a good experience for me my opponents whatever um and like sure i talked about competitive 
meta for a little bit but like i want you to keep in mind like you're playing multiplayer and like you want to have fun you want your opponents to have fun and like you should be focusing on more of the experience rather than like oh like i saw so and so win this championship with this deck and it's like well think about the idea behind it rather than like think about how you know like i said earlier with the uh the synergy of of treasures between kamigawa neon dynasty and adventures in the forgotten realm um like those are the ideas behind it rather than specific yeah uh like decks um which again net decking not a problem yeah uh uh you you want to you want to be able to find a list of cards whether you make it or you find it that works well for you and your meta so that you can sit down at the game uh, sit down at the table play a game feel like you haven't wasted your time feel like you haven't wasted your opponent's time and vice versa um um and as we start to wrap things up we've got some things to keep in mind when creating a 60 card deck don't forget you can have more than one copy of each card in your deck (laughs) but how many you ask i've asked it many times this season and now we have a an answer for you take it away bruce how Um, many so the idea is things to keep in mind if you're running four copies of a card, it's because you want it in your open. It's because you want it in your opening hand. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're running three copies of a card, it's because you want to see it during the course of the game, but probably not early on. So I'm thinking about cards that cost a lot of mana, or cards that you just you want to see late game, even if they're less expensive. Um, if you're running copies of a card, if you're only running two copies or just one copy of a card, it's because it's in there for style. Or it's in there because it's fun, or it's going to bring a shift to the way your game plays, or it's just an option that will come right. up later on. It, it's not an essential part of, of how the deck is going to roll. So if, keeping that in mind, you, start, you have to start saying, you know, how consistent do you really want your deck to be? Because um, just keep in mind, Commander is really popular, and there's a reason for that. And a big reason for that is because it is a 100-card singleton format. Every time you play that deck, it plays a little differently. That you're, it's there's there's an element of chaos built right into the format. So if that's the reason it's popular, why would you want to take that level of chaos out to play a 60-card casual deck? Keeping you know. You want to build to consistently get to that chaos. That's what you're right. aiming for. It's like right. it's like having a great mana base so you can do weird stuff. That's what this is. Just because you can have four copies doesn't mean that you want four copies so that your game ends exactly the same way every single time. You want yeah, to build. It's about giving you choices. Yeah. Like, you want to build to the chaos. Build right. so that you have way more options as the game progresses. Um Yeah. I, I think that I think that yeah, it's it's this balance of on one side you've got chaos and option, yeah. and like I think they go hand in hand. I don't think that they're necessarily synonymous. Yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of the same with with modal cards, where it's like, oh, like you put in modal cards because then it gives you an option, right. it gives you flexibility. It doesn't give you the same result each time. And then on the other end, you've got consistency, optimization, and generally a faster game, right? Uh, which isn't always preferred. Yeah. Um, and then the kind of thing that comes in underneath it is lands. Um, Twenty-four in a sixty-card uh, deck, you'll want twenty-four. Just generally, I mean, like not like generally, like oh, like you know, twenty to twenty-eight. It's like consistently twenty-four, and the times that you'll want to change it are rare. Uh, and you'll want to know specifically, like, I know I need 23 in this deck. Right. Uh, it's, it's a much harder balance. Um, just because one, like the difference between 23 and 24 lands in a 60 card deck is a much higher percentage of, of change than say from 39 to 40 in a hundred card deck. Right. Um, there's always, there's, there's, bound to be more give when you've got a 100 card deck because one yeah. card is only one percent in a 60 card deck one card is a one and a half percent i know that doesn't sound like a huge difference but trust me when you start when you start pulling out two lands and going from 24 to 22 that's a huge difference as compared to going from 40 to 38 and yeah you i'm not saying you should go to 38 lands in commander i'm saying 40 is where you need to be but i am saying that with 60 card be at 24 and be really sure that going that that reducing the number of lands is is what your deck can handle you really want to be careful with that the last piece mm-hmm. remember just because you're playing 60 card does not mean that this is a tournament uh, do not build don't don't be looking to find some modern deck and build that and say hey i'm building this modern deck but what i'm going to do is i'm going to make it i'm going to change the rest of the card a bunch of the other cards in the deck to make it weaker we're not playing tournament here this is <laughs> you're, you're playing one you're playing multiplayer so you were looking at multiple opponents and you're trying to have fun something that's not changing between your commander games and your 60 card games is that you want to have fun and you want everybody else in the game to be having fun too pulling out a tournament deck is not going to lead to that fun unless you've got all four of you running the tournament deck and quite honestly I'm going to tell you, it's still not going to be as much fun as if you just build your own casual fun decks and play against each other. The tournament decks are tuned. They're going to take the randomness, the chaos out of the games. You just don't, just don't do it. Just don't do it. You you will be happier for it. Um, Yeah. And my, my, my two points to kind of wrap this up, like find a use for the cards in your collection that you're, you always, kind of file through and you're like oh yeah this card and like i haven't found a deck to put this card in and it's like do it do it make a deck um because i mean that's the only thing holding you back is just not doing it and i mean like as somebody with adhd that's nearly impossible sometimes it's just like yeah no i haven't done it because i can't um and i get that but also sometimes it's about the repetitive behavior of building a deck and building a deck and building a deck it gets easier it's practice. I mean, sure, practice also makes you better at it, but it also makes you better at even just doing it. Like, there's 
there's better in terms of skill and then there's better at doing it like yes i i, I don't know if i'm making any sense but you are i mean i am I to have, me <laughs> right, i have built a 60 card assault suit deck and then rebuilt it and rebuilt it and rebuilt it because even before i got it into paper even when it was just you know <laughs> just writing it out it just never seemed like it was gonna work the way i wanted it to so it was like okay set it aside try again set it aside try again and that's but this is this is where you're headed so yeah yeah and to kind of wrap it all up if you're a commander only player out there i got two things for you one just just build a 60 card deck just have one on you in case somebody's like i'm tired of commander like uh commander's gonna take too long or i don't want to shuffle 100 cards whatever the reason just have a 60 card deck on you just do it it's fun i swear uh and two if you've listened this far into the episode, all of these things, and you're probably thinking it as you're listening, all of these things also apply generally. I mean, except for the multiple copy things. Uh, to building a commander deck. You know, if you see a card that you like, uh, even if it's not a legendary creature, build a deck around it. Don't solely base it on that. Build it on the idea of that card, you know. Um there are 30,000 some odd cards in Magic the Gathering, especially in Commander Legal. Um, there are cards out there that do the same thing. We all know this. Uh, whether or not they're as good as it, at it doesn't really matter. Build a Commander deck around the interactions that you want, and you'll have a deck, whether it's 60 or 100 it doesn't matter. These, these, all of the. I mean, this is the thing with this season has been. We we want to make sure that. I can, we want to make sure I can build a sixty card deck pretty well, and uh, I think I'm starting to realize eight episodes into this season. It's not very hard. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's uh. Both easy and hard to screw up. Right. Uh, and the same kind of goes with Commander. Uh, so, I I hope you've had fun this season. We've got two episodes left. We've got next week's episode where we'll talk about uh, insert topic here, uh, and then the finale where we build a new deck, each of us separately, bring it together, show off really how cool we are. Um, Boom. Enjoy the nice weather as it starts to warm up again. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. Thank you again so much for listening. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Oh, wow. Yeah, no, uh, as soon as we stopped recording... I immediately realized that uh, our next episode is the finale. I was saying that there was an episode between there. There is not. Um, so our next episode, the finale, our theme deck episode, we we decided uh, the theme will be spring because it will be early May. So spring <laughs> will be on its way out. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I guess this will be like mid-April. 
but still. See, and this um, is what happens when, when one of the podcasters does the editing and the other one just lives in this amorphous world where, <laughs> where what is the next one? Yay, you let's record, do that. <laughs> yeah, you record and then you uh, see when the next one comes out uh, what it was. Uh, but if you have any interest in building along with us, feel free to shoot us a list uh, based on spring. Oh, yeah. Bruce, you have uh, you have a nice little addendum to this. So, for anybody who's going to join us in in our in our quest for, in our quest for a spring like that, um, here here are the rules that that we are going to be following. One, the deck is a sixty card deck. Two, the theme is spring; it's that wide open. But more importantly, three, it's it's one ofs. So. We're going to take what uh, what a lot of people really focus on for a 60-card deck, and the, that's the idea that you can have four copies. We're going to remove that. So this is, you're building a 60-card commander deck without the commander. Mm. Let's see what you got. Pretty, pretty straightforward, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I Yeah, I'm excited to see what each of us builds. Uh, see you next week. Bye! Again. Wait, wait, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!